right, all right. Welcome, everyone, to Football 101, Soccer for Dummies. With just three days away from the FIFA World Cup, three days until the eyes of the world turn to Russia, three days until we get the beautiful game for a month and a half or something like that. And I've got with me some really, really good guys with me, Alonzo and Abraham, just soccer experts. And we're going to get into the World Cup. All right, fellas, let's talk. Let's talk brackets. Did everyone do their brackets? Yep, got brackets. Filled out already. All right, let's start off with the groups. Groups. Group A. All right, I'll tell you my my group A. My group A, there is no chance in God's green earth that Uruguay is not winning this group. No, Uruguay is going to win this group come hell or high water. And coming out with them, coming out with Uruguay, I see Egypt. And I know it's kind of a stretch because Mohamed Salah is not playing, but I'm chasing this narrative. It's too beautiful, this team that's been out for so long. I'm chasing the narrative of Egypt coming out. Uh, Russia and Saudi Arabia, they, they stay home. You know what? I, 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 I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree that Uruguay comes out as group leaders. Um, too much firepower, too much experience, too much, too, much of, too much of a lot of things for them to not come out group leaders. I disagree. I don't have, um, I don't have Egypt coming out of this group. Um, Egypt's a... I mean, that's realistically speaking, Egypt. Aside from Mo Salah, um, you'll be hard pressed to mention any other player. Period. You know, so it's just I see Russia coming out of second. Too much home support, um, host country. So I, I just see Uruguay and Russia coming out, and I see Egypt. And unfortunately, um, I I couldn't name you five players or <laughs> Saudi Arabia, so I don't think they really stand a chance. But so yeah, I got Uruguay and Russia coming out of this group. Facts. I also have I also have Uruguay coming out. I just don't think anybody has what it takes to be able to contain Cavani and Luis Suarez. But then I actually agree with Jordan on this one. I just see, although Russia does have the home field advantage, I just feel like Egypt might be able to pull this off. So I have them actually going this the second one out of that group. Yeah. Yeah. It's just too beautiful. Agree to disagree, guys. Huh? <laughs> I mean, honestly, like these Egyptians, and they, and I was talking to one of my friends, and he's out, he's African, he's from the Republic of Congo, and he he was telling me that Egypt was just one of these like beautiful teams to watch in the African Cup of Nations, and even during qualifiers. Because I'll be honest with you, I didn't watch the African qualifiers. It was just really early in the morning, and I didn't get up for those. But, um, yeah, man, like, honestly, this Egyptian team isn't bad. And their goalkeeper, now, I was reading this story here. The Egyptian goalkeeper, if if he comes to play, right, he would be, he would be the oldest goalkeeper to ever play in the World Cup. Uh, he is turning 45, so if the... If he plays a match, I don't think he'll start, but if he plays a match at all, his name is Mohamed El Shaniwi. And if he plays one match, he will be the oldest person to ever play in the World Cup at 45 years old. So it's a, you know, it's just beautiful, man. Wait, this is for Saudi Arabia? Egypt. 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 
Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. His name is, sorry, Assam El-Hadari, Egypt's 45-year-old goalkeeper. Crazy, right? That is, that is crazy, even, even with that um, really amazing, heartwarming story. I, I still don't see him coming out. <laughs> 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 yeah, nice story. But, uh, <laughs> thank, you, thank you for the narrative there. I mean, but, but, but hey, how well do you know Russia, man? Like, what, what do you know about him? Are you just, are you just going off of home field advantage? The crowd and everything. No, no. So, I mean, I mean naturally, I'm, I'm going to go off the crowd just because they're the host nation. And, I mean, it's I'm, I'm just trying to think back. When's the last time that a host nation, um, you know, didn't really come out of the first round? Obviously, last World Cup, Brazil came out. 2010, South Africa came out of the, of the group stages. Um you know, 2006, uh, obviously Germany. So, I mean, na- naturally, like, there's a lot of countries that are really big, and they tend to come out of their, uh, you know, of their groups once they're the host country. But, I don't know, I just, like I said, I just, aside from Mosul, I don't see anybody else on the Egyptian team. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm just looking over some of their squad here. Um, not very many names we're going to know. Uh, not very many names that anybody's really going to recognize. Um, there's the, I think their biggest player is, is, it's that one Dennis Cherishev that plays at Villarreal. He's probably like their main most recognizable player. But, I mean, these stadiums are going to be packed. They're going to be, I mean, like I said, it's just, I, I just don't see how they would, wouldn't come out. And like I said, um, you, you take a team like Egypt, and I read a report today that Mo Salah probably won't even play the first two games. And I, I just, I mean, like I said, I, I think it's a great story, but without him, I just don't. I see you're right. I don't see. I don't know very many of the Russian players, but this is too much playing against, in my opinion, too much playing against Egypt without Mo Salah. To just, like I said, they're they're gonna play Uruguay. They're most more than they're, they'll lose that game. Then Russia is just yeah. I mean, I, it's just too much of a hurdle. I see for a team like Egypt without that guy. So yeah, yeah, and that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Let's move to Group B. And I don't think there's any, there's yeah, there's no way not, we're gonna discuss this because this, a, this, this should be a <laughs> let's let's talk about it and get get right past it. Yeah, this is it'll just, just be, it'll be uh it'll be uh, the first game Portugal Spain will we'll decide who comes out first. Or oh, absolutely, yeah. The first game will be who who's gonna be the first coming out of there, and the second we'll just see. I think we're gonna see a goal fest. Spain and Portugal are just going to annihilate Morocco and Iran. Respectively, uh, if we ever have any Morocco or Iranian people um, listening to this podcast, no disrespect. To yeah, no disrespect to the Moroccans. I actually have Moroccan blood in my in my veins, so no disrespect to the Moroccans or the Iranians. But there's no chance. I mean, there's good defense, right? Mehdi Benatia plays in Morocco, uh, and he plays at Juventus. And then the right back, that young right back, or no, young center back. Uh, Hakimi, who's just like a young guy in Real Madrid. I mean, he's have, never he's even seen a minute, but you know, just he still plays in Real Madrid. So yeah, I mean, out. it's got to be like something's got to be worth it. Rubbing shoulders with Sergio Ramos and Varane and stuff, you know, like you do learn something. So we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I, but, I don't. But what do you guys have coming out though? Spain as one and Portugal as two. I I have Spain. I have Spain as one and Portugal as two. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's just no other way around. It just Spain is just going to annihilate this group. 
by far. It's just it's not even it's not even fair. It's not even close. Even I mean Portugal is not even a, a very a very close second to me in my opinion. Just Spain is just head over heels. Just I mean maybe for another day we can get into their squad, but their squad is on yeah it's just un, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah, I mean I think Spain Spain for the most part we all think Spain first, Portugal second, and uh, the other teams can hang out in Russia I guess. Yeah. There's a lot of beautiful things to see in Russia. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's probably what they're going for anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who do you have, Lonzo, who do you have coming out of that group in, in one and two? I have Spain. Spain has one, Portugal has two. And you know, you know who I think will be a really big deal is that young, I don't know how young he is actually, but he plays for Celta Vigo. His name is Iago Aspas. And I just, I really, really like him for how much loyalty he has to his club. Because the dude's good. And he's been, he's been um, he called from all sorts of places. But he, he refuses to go play anywhere else but in Celta Vigo. That's it. You know, honestly, I, I, think, I think for Spain, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm looking over the squad right now. And I was um, actually talking to Georgia about it earlier today. I mean, you, you look at their their midfield, their midfield with Isco, Thiago, David Silva, Iniesta, and Koke. It's just, I mean, it's just. And I'm not a I'm not a Sergio Busquets fan, so I, I I purposely leave him out. But I mean, if you want to throw in Sergio Busquets, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of midfield. Uh, a lot of talent in the midfield. That's a lot of talent in the midfield. That is, you're absolutely right. A lot of talent yeah. in the midfield. So, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, anyway. And the Portugal side, I mean, I don't see I'm, it being very strong other than Cristiano Ronaldo leading that pack. But Nani's not playing. Um, and let's just face it. That guy, Renato Sanchez, was a big bust, man. I mean, they paid him all this money at Bayern Munich. He was supposed to be the next, I don't know who, Luis Figo or whatever. And now he plays at Swansea City, trying to avoid relegation. No, Swansea City was relegated, and oh. he, didn't, he doesn't even start for Swansea City. There you go. Yeah, man, oh, it's yeah. just, it's not, I mean, like, one of the biggest, like, names that you almost had, you know, the story that never was. Yeah, so I don't see that going anywhere. You know? Maybe throw in Andres Gomez, but he doesn't even play that much at Barcelona. He's, I, I think he wants out, so he hasn't been playing that much. I don't know what form he's in, you know? Yeah, yeah. Any players on the team? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, it's the side, I mean, it's the European champs, so we got to give them that. And maybe, and maybe that will carry them through, through the group and, I mean, through the round of 16 and stuff. You know, we'll see. But overall. They also have, you have, they also have the, the, the Nalo Silva guy from Manchester City as well, up top with Cristiano. So, I mean, that, that should, that should yeah. definitely be enough to, to see him beat out, you know, um, the other two teams. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a, I think for the most part, aside from those two teams, it's a, it's a very accessible team for, a very accessible group for Spain and mm. a very, very accessible group for Portugal. Absolutely. All right, now we're going to dive into a very, very touchy heartstring subject, and it's Group C. All right. Should we, uh, should, we let, should we let Alonzo lead this off? Yes, yes. Lead this off. All right, all right, all right. Well, I have France. 
leader of the group. And I'm going with Peru, my home country. Um, as number two coming out of that group, obviously probably biased, but I think that they actually have, they're coming off of a good little streak. So I see them being able to pull that off. It's going to come down just to that first game through Denmark. Their very first game, whoever wins that game, I think will come out a second in that group. Yeah, absolutely. What, what do you think, Abe? You know, I, I, actually, I actually agree. Um, I think I think this is one another one of those groups where there's, you know, France is, is so much head over heels above above the other teams. I mean, it's not, I, I don't even think it's close, like Australia, Denmark. I think definitely the, the closest team to France would be Peru, just because they play, you're right, they're on a hot streak, and they play in the hardest qualifiers in the world, so they know what it takes to win I guess what I call a hard game. So I think Peru will grind out for a second. Um, I think you're right with, with that first game with Denmark is going to decide the whole outcome of, of second place in the group. Um, but, I mean, realistically, France is, um, yeah, again, me and Jordy talked about this earlier, France's team, I mean, I'm a, I'm a firm believer of, of you know, your, your team's midfield uh, kind of makes or breaks your team. And when you've got N'Golo Kante and Matuidi, and Paul Pogba, um, and your as your midfielders, you're you're, you're going to be pretty 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 well off, you know. So I, I just head over heels, but yeah, I see France coming out, and I see Peru coming out of that group. Yeah, yeah. I my heart wants Peru to come out of this group with France, but I think they have to give everything they've ever had against Denmark. They got to have a really they have to have the perfect game against Denmark. And and the reason I'll say this is is because Denmark's I don't know much people in Denmark's national team I won't even pretend to but I know Casper Schmeichel and I know Christian Eriksen and Schmeichel's a good actually I won't even say good he's a wonderful goalkeeper yeah he plays at Leicester City but you have to remember that that team won the Premier League and that's no like that's no small feat you know so Schmeichel I think will be a problem for for Guerrero especially. You know, in the air, because Schmeichel's a big guy. So I see Schmeichel doing some some serious, like, you know, some serious damage when it comes to goalkeeping. And if Christian Eriksen, if you give him too much space on that midfield, he'll punish you. So. I can, I can see it. I can see that. But, um, I again, I, I talked to, talk to Alonzo a lot about this. But this is, um, I, actually, I actually think Cruz got a decently well um, stacked team. I mean, I know a lot of people probably don't know very much about them, but we tend to talk a lot about these South American teams in our own time. But I told him, I told him the other day, I said, um, I think somebody like Advicula is going to be a big player for Peru. Um, I want to say Christian Vamos is going to be a really big player. Um, naturally, Guerrero up front, um, he's going to create chances. Fernando Tapia, the midfield is going to create chances. Um, and I just, Andy Polo will create. I just and Cueva will create. I just think, like I said, they have too much. Um, they're a young team. Uh, the, the team, you know, they, they rebuilt, got rid of a lot of their old players, and they're just. I, I think they're hungry. I think they're fast. I think they got the talent to do it. So I mean, I I, I think a lot of people probably look at that group and they see, you know, they, they see the teams France and Denmark, and you see teams that like a European. But I I think a lot of people are probably going to underestimate Peru. But I see them, like I said, coming out because they have a lot of talent that a lot of people probably have never heard of. Yeah, yeah. And poor Australia. They'll 
They'll lucky if they win a game once. We'll see. <laughs> Sorry to my Australian friends, but <laughs> we'll see. Georgie's Australian followers. <laughs> my Australian followers, I know that you love Tim Cahill, but Tim Cahill is now 41, maybe. Maybe 39. No, Tim Cahill's 38. Tim Cahill's 38, and I don't know where he, he plays. plays. He plays at Millwall, which oh. is, um, <laughs> I, yeah, I think half, half the time they play with a rugby ball, so I, I think <laughs> <laughs> No disrespect, Tim Cahill. Wait, fellas, but do you remember Tim Cahill's goal against the Netherlands? The volley? Yeah. Oh, it was oh, fantastic. Yeah. It was fantastic. And maybe yeah, maybe we'll see something again. Though. In a game that didn't matter. matter. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Fantastic goals and games that don't matter. All right, we'll we'll see what the what the Socceroos do, but it probably won't be much. All right, group Group D, Group D, and I want to really emphasize Group D because I think Group D is the group of death because I don't see any of these teams being better than the other. And I know that we want to say that Argentina is like this great team, but I don't think they're they're more than Croatia or Nigeria. I think they're all in the same category. And the only thing that Argentina really has is this wonderful past and this amazing, you know, dynasty of, of wonderful strikers and midfielders. But will it will the legends be enough to get out of this group? What do you guys think? Wait, wait. So who do you who, who do you have coming out of this first? For me in my group, in Group D, I, I do. I have Nigeria coming out as one, Argentina coming out as two. Wow. Nigeria is one, huh? Yeah. Dang. Well, I, I have Argentina as one, and then I actually have Croatia as two. Oh. So that's because I've watched Croatia and Iceland here in the last like, two or three months because they played against Peru. I honestly don't know much about Nigeria. I haven't been watching them. I'm kind of like you. I didn't watch the African qualifiers. I saw Iceland. wasn't very impressed with them. But I've seen Croatia. They have some decent players. They have some big star names. So that's where yeah. the experience for them is going to carry them as second place. But I still think Argentina, you know, intimidates everybody enough with Messi. I just think that they have what it takes to, you know, get past, you know, come out as the leader of this group. And that's true. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? You know, you know what the, the reality is. This for me, it's it's as much as um, as much as people and, and we've all done the same over the last couple of years. Like Argentina doesn't close, and Argentina um, doesn't win the big games. The reality is when you have when you have Messi, Wayne, Divala, and Cunagüero on your front, you're you're gonna you're gonna win games like that. I mean, it, regardless of whether whether or not Wayne finishes when it really matters, um, that that right there, just those four players. Um, and I don't even, I, you don't even, I, I, their defense isn't great. We all know that. Their goalkeeper is going to be suspect because um, it's just going to be suspect either way. But with those forwards, you're you're going to win games. And uh, this just I, I just don't see them not coming out first from this group. It's just there's just too much firepower, um, regardless of anything else. And I've actually got Croatia coming out second as well. Um, we were talking about it earlier. Um, when you have Luka Modric in the middle and Rakitic in the middle, uh, that's to me that's that's enough to, you know, it's just enough to like beat 
a lot of teams in this group, which so meaning Iceland and Nigeria. I don't know anything about Iceland aside from the fact that they made that deep run last was it last year in the in the Euro Cup. That's right. So they made a deep run, but that's that was that's one of those things where you just like it was it was great to watch and it was fun to watch, but realistically, I, I don't see it happening again. And I look at Nigeria, and I mean, obviously, everybody knows I'm a Premier League fan, but when your starting forward is Alex Iwobi, uh, you're 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 gonna struggle because the guy can't even get playing time at Arsenal. So I mean, it, like I said, I just don't see. Even though Nigeria has always played Argentina tough and they've had big games in the past World Cups, like I just don't see Nigeria coming out. Croatia's got too much talent. Um, you know, Croatia has my boy Dejan Lovren. Dejan. But can I have a 10 second minute of silence for Dejan Lovren? There you go. Shout out to Dejan Lovren. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. You know, yeah. But like I said, I, I think I agree with Zoe. I see Argentina. Um, I actually see Argentina coming out comfortably from this group without much of a struggle, actually. And I see Georgia so, out second. But, but what I want to know, Georgia, what, what's making you go with Nigeria? Bro, I saw Nigeria put four past uh, 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 Romero, the, the goalkeeper for Argentina. I saw four goals, man. That that no, team no, was no, in what, shambles. What was this? It was it during the friendlies. And I think Argentina, other than Lionel Messi, the rest of that team doesn't know how to handle pressure. After you put two goals past them, like they 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 start shaking, man. I don't know what's wrong, but they they go they start losing it, you know. So I and I think that you know the Nigerians have they're pace, physical, they're physical, they're 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 bigger, they're bigger. The center backs are bigger. So I think that if they can use that, uh, you know, we'll see we'll see Nigeria, you know, do some damage to Argentina. And I'll the only I think Nigeria will struggle against Iceland, but I think that they'll they'll have a fairly even match with Croatia and Argentina. Yeah, I mean that's I guess I guess interesting. I guess. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see something like that. You know, but I guess we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And then there's another, this like a young kid who plays. I think he was at City, and now he plays somewhere else. And I, I, I might miss say his name, but Ike Nacho. You guys know uh-huh. who I'm referring to. Yeah. He's a Nigerian uh-huh. player who is on his way up. And he plays, uh, he plays, a, he plays this at Leicester City now. He plays at Leicester now. Ike yeah, Nacho. Yeah. And, then, and then also, I guess I forgot, so Nigeria also has the Victor Moses guy from Chelsea. Right, yep. He also plays up front, but then again, I mean, I don't know how much that is really going to, in my mind, will affect the game, because, I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, and they're calling him the Nigerian Rashford. You know, he's just, uh, he's he's good. He's a good, he's a good player, and we'll see what happens with that. All Nigerian, right. Nigerian Rashford. The Nigerian wow. Rashford. <laughs> All right. Well, are, are we going to agree that Brazil comes out of this no matter what? You know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to lead off this Group B because I actually believe Group B is the hardest group in the entire World Cup. This to me is, a, in, in my opinion anyway. Um, I mean, Brazil 
Costa Rica, Serbia, and Switzerland. That is that that's a, a heavy heavy stack group. Um, yeah, Brazil. Brazil comes out first, um, hands down. Um, just too much sound, too much, too much, of, too much of a lot of things. Um, I've got Brazil coming out first, and I actually have Serbia coming second. Serbia coming second. Serbia, huh? Yep, I've got. And, and let me uh, let me just paraphrase real quick about why Serbia. I mean, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Brazil because Brazil is kind of, uh, I guess, an easy team to talk about, but. So it, let me. Uh, I was looking at it actually again today. I was looking at some of the. Um, I was looking at some of the players that are um, actually playing in Serbia, and there's Alexander Kolarov, who used to play at City. Obviously, he plays at Roma now. There's Ivanovic, um, who used to be a big defender at Chelsea back in the day. Um, and then you have the manager Mati, the United guy, the, the midfielder. Um, there's actually quite a few. A big time player that played at Serbia. Um, you got Grud, um, yeah, Marco Grudzic who played at Liverpool. Um, he's in your midfield. Uh, you just have a lot of players, and you got to think about how how much support Serbia is going to have during the World Cup. Um, Serbia is really close to Russia. They're going to travel well. Um, they're going to their fans. They're you know those what do they call the uh, what are those hooligans called like in Russia? They're like the Oh, I know what you. Yeah, the, I the ultras, the ultras. Right, right. Um, they're they're just going to travel well. They're going to be loud. They're going to be big. It's just they're they're going to be playing close to home. Um, I love. I, I think a team like Costa Rica's got some experience. You know, they deep run in twenty fourteen, but you know their players are just getting really old. Um, it's just you know it just is what it is. Like, I just don't think they have another deep run. And even though Switzerland made it to the what was it the round of sixteen last World Cup and lost to Argentina. Right. Um, I again, I just don't. I think Switzerland's team has got a little bit older. I mean, I don't see it making another run. Like I said, I just, I just feel like aside from Brazil, Serbia's got a decently stacked squad, and just to, being so close to Russia, they're just going to have a lot of support. That's going to carry them kind of through to the second round, in my honest opinion. Wow. Yeah, you know what? Serbia could be a, you know, a dark horse in this whole thing. The Costa Rica of this World Cup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the yeah the, the the Ticos of this World Cup. Yeah, man. But I honestly like have a hot of soft spot for those Ticos, bro. They did so well last World Cup, and I and I want them to continue that, you know. And Kaylor Navas being and at a high right now. I know that obviously goalkeepers don't win games, but they make sure that you don't lose them. And uh, I think I oh, think that was, that was <laughs> yeah, so I think I think Kaylor Navas is gonna make sure that his side has has all you know everything it takes has the best you know has the best defense and has the best you know setup to not to not lose this. So you have Costa Rica coming out. Right? I have Brazil coming as one, Costa Rica coming at two. Okay, so I I have Brazil as one, and I I just have Switzerland. Um. I, I don't know much about Serbia, so right now age is fairly is the one that really informed me a lot about Serbia. For me, I would love for Costa Rica to make another run again, but I agree. I think they're just getting old, and Niles is a baller, but I just don't know if that's enough. To, you know, I, I don't know. I just see Switzerland, honestly, making another run like last time. Yeah. Um, 
But I'd love for Costa Rica to make another run. You know, what they did last World Cup was amazing. That was fantastic. Actually, I was looking at, again, I I got all their squads pulled up, and it was kind of, I I actually have had Costa Rica finishing dead last in this group, but I actually had a toss-up between Switzerland and Serbia, because, I mean, you know, you look at their midfield, and Switzerland's midfield's got Shakiri from Stoke City, Granit Xhaka from Arsenal. Um, they got a couple big, big-time big players, Stefan Lipsteiner, who now actually he, he got signed by Arsenal like last week now, so he plays at Arsenal now. But there's quite a few big players that play, so I was kind of in a, like I said, kind of in a toss-up as well between, between um, Switzerland or Serbia coming out, but... I mean, I, I don't know. I just feel like they're so close to Russia that they're just going to, yeah. But, I mean, I, I can also see I can also see them easily making it out for the group as well, you know? Right. Yeah, they don't have to travel very far. They don't have to travel very far either. I mean, Serbia is obviously way closer. Switzerland's, you know, somewhat close. But maybe they'll travel well as well, you know? Yeah, that's fair. This will be a fun group to watch, though. I'm excited for the, these matches for sure. Um, okay. I, Wait, let's give it, let's give a let's give a let's give a quick shout out to we didn't even talk about Brazil. I just feel like um, <laughs> there was a given. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we just kind of just skipped over them. Like I mean, <laughs> that's you true. Know, yeah, I feel like we just we're just debating about who's who's gonna be second. Who's gonna be second? <laughs> Who else will come out of this group? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean honestly, like I, I'll. My my two cents is like I um you know when you have when you have somebody like you know, just give it I'm just trying to pick out a player here from from Brazil that just kind of sticks out and there's just so many but I'll go with Marcelo when Marcelo still plays for your squad the guy's got so much talent so much experience so much of everything that I mean there, it's just, there's just too many players to pick from you know in this team because I again I. Talking to Jordi earlier, your midfield looks like Casemiro, Fernandinho, Paulinho, Fred, Renato Augusto, Coutinho, William, and Douglas Costa. If that's your midfield. Yeah. I mean, that's that yeah. is and that's that's not even yeah that's not even leaving out forget Neymar you're starting forward that's just your midfield there and that's yeah I mean that's that's too much to deal with so. I agree. I agree. Neymar. Yeah. I agree. Neymar is leading this team, and they're definitely favorites. Um, I mean, it's just a a team that's. I think they're looking for revenge, and I know they got their Rio gold medal cup. I mean, gold medal for the Olympics, but I don't think that was enough for them. And I think all these boys are coming out and they're looking for for redemption. And uh, Coutinho is trying to make a name for himself. Uh, Gabi de Jesus, Bobby Firmino, um, let's see, I know Douglas Costa, he's probably still, you know, trying to make sure that people know who he is, because he was looked down upon at Bayern Munich, you know, so, Danilo. Can I just, can I just add, can I just add this, shout out to, shout out to Dita for not bringing, um, not bringing Fred one more time. Yeah. Shout out to him for not bringing um, David Luis one more time. Say, say seriously. You already know how I feel about David Luis, man. David Luis, bro. David Luis. David Luis gets one lucky shot every year. AKA Colombia. Oh! 
<laughs> oh my goodness. I hear you. No, nah, but even the goalkeeper though, Allison and and uh, Ederson, they're both. Um, Ederson just won the Premier League. Allison semifinals of the Champions League. Uh, I think I think they're in great form. They're fit and they're ready to rock and roll. Yep, I I agree. Like I said, it's, it's shout out to Vita either way. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to that first segment of our predictions and how we see that group stages going. It's so much fun. It's so exciting during this World Cup time. So I hope that you enjoyed that and our and our opinions and our and the way that we're so passionate about it. We have a part two just right below this one. So feel free to listen to that one. I, we'd greatly appreciate it. So check that out where we go into more details of the following groups.